0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast.
1: So when your child complains about being bored or when you worry that your child isn't living up to their potential, the problem might be motivation, and you just need to redirect it. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, and Danny, we can try as hard as we want to get a kid excited about something, but it's impossible unless they actually want to do whatever it is, and I wonder how you counsel parents in those situations.
2: Well, John, I remember recently with my son, he, he wants to be a really good basketball player, uh, in, in, in fact, he'd love to be pro if he could. Yes, many teenage
1: boys have aspirations to be professional athletes. <laughs> you and
2: I were there, right, John? Yes. And, and here we are talking to each other, not in the NBA. Uh, but John, what I noticed with my son is he wasn't out practicing when he could. He was doing something completely different. Yeah. And and, uh, and so then I asked him in that moment, "What what is it that you're you're wanting? You've said that you really want to be super good at basketball." what are you wanting to accomplish there? And he said, well, I want to make the varsity team. And um, as we talked through that, I helped him kind of think through what is it that he really wants and why? Mm. Because there is plenty of motivation. And if the motivation is to impress people or the motivation is to uh, get better health, whatever it may be, it makes a difference in how it plays out. Yeah. And in this case, he, he really does want to, he had two competing motivations. He had the motivation of my friends will be very impressed with me. And then the other one is I really do love basketball a lot. And as, as, as he thought it through, he, he could tell this is something I have to own. And that is so hard for all of us to own certain things to the point of shifting all our motivations to be lined up to one specific motivation Mm. to practice, to put all the time and effort into it. And so for kids, we have to be patient as parents. Uh, There are a lot of different motivations that kids can get involved in and it can be motivation to be great at video games or to be connected with friends. And uh, as we enter those conversations as parents, enter it with patience and with grace Mm. and maybe ask a lot of questions to understand where they're at so that... Uh, you can help them be successful at shifting motivation. Well, that's
1: really good insight, and we're going to turn a corner now and hear from Dr. Kathy Cook. She talked to Jim Daly and me about using teachable moments to help motivate our kids, and here's more with Jim. Kathy, I want to speak to
3: that difficult situation. The child, he or she doesn't seem motivated or care or concerned about these attributes. You know, a well-intentioned parent is trying to do their best, and hopefully they're expressing these attributes of God, uh, humility and kindness and mercy, and it's there. But their children, maybe due to peer pressure, maybe it's junior high, oh my goodness, junior high, who knows the influences that are upon them? What do you do in that case when you're laying down Side by side in bed at night, and the discussion is all about Bob, little Bobby, or little uh, Mary. Something's not right. She's not connecting. He's not connecting with this. What is going wrong? So in that context, what kind of evaluation can a parent go through to say,
0: okay, where are we missing it, or where is our child needing help? The first thing I want to say is that every child is motivated. I think that what parents need to understand is that kids are either motivated for apathy or energy, motivated for obedience or disobedience, motivated to be kind or unkind, motivated to be seen or to be invisible. We are all motivated. The wrong question is, how do I motivate my child? The right question is, how do I redirect their motivation to the things that I want them to value, the things that matter? That changes the conversation.
3: Okay, so in this case, some parents uh, use the wrong tool they think if they concentrate on behavior, Mm -hmm. they'll get good behavior. Mm -hmm. But the reality is sometimes that doesn't work that way. And you have to back up and do it differently with that child who Mm -hmm. will not respond to your nagging when it comes to behavior. So that one seems to be a prominent one here at Focus. We hear from people all the time, Mm -hmm. parents, Mm -hmm. who are struggling because they are trying to get this kid moving in the right direction. To me, that's a behavioral question they 're not obeying what i 'm asking them to do, right, so what 's a different tact a parent can use that is often successful, maybe not always, but just in that context mm-hmm. where you have misbehavior and you 're drumming the drum bang,
0: bang, bang, right, assuming that you know another reward would work or, or another punishment, if you will work all so about the, cons- you
3: know the whole thing about risk and reward and right
0: right so. I would love the parents to step back and observe longer and ask themselves, what is motivating my child to move in that direction? Is it peer acceptance? Is it peer pressure? Is it, I know of some kids who self-sabotage and they don't want the pressure of excellence because it's easier to be average. I can be average. Interesting. I, my goal is average. I can be that. So now I'm successful. Mm. So now I feel good. If you perceive that that's what's going on and they've lowered their expectations for themselves, then you look for the opportunity for the teachable moment to have a conversation and you prove to them that they're capable of more. I use the phrase, I know because, like what's the evidence? I know you're capable of a B+. Plus. I know because for I've tracked your records, and for a month this has been the scores. It's not, you're not that far away from a B+. Plus. I know you're capable with a little bit more effort or a little bit more diligence or concentration or focus yeah. or ask for help or something like that. Back to your question. I don't want to hijack your conversation. You asked a really important question, Jim, about trying to you know, enter into getting to know what's going on there. Uh, listen longer. We just need to be quiet. That's so hard. Why oh, is that so, so hard, hard for us? Because we want a problem solve. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we want, and what, you know, what I believe and so many of us believe is that if a child feels like a problem you're trying to solve or a project you're trying to finish, they don't feel safe with you. They're not projects to finish and problems to solve. Children are not problems. Children have problems.
2: But oh, they're not problems. Wow.
0: And it's very easy for kids of all ages to feel like they're the problem. I get that. No parent listening to us wants that to happen. Parents have the greatest goal of rescuing their kids from pain and heartache. I I respect that. We need to listen longer. What's really going on there? I would only say, though, Kathy, and
3: I've done it. Many of us do project. I think, unfortunately, you are the problem. If you would just change your behavior, Mm -hmm. you would have a better outcome. So you've got to change. You are the problem. We don't say it that directly, but it's kind of oozing out of us in different ways. And the
0: kids get it. They feel it, don't they? Oh, yes. They, <laughs> they tell me they do. Yeah, you see thousands of kids. Right. And some of the kids will even say, Dr. Kathy, I know I am the problem. You know, and then I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, let's back up. No, you're having problems. You're struggling. You're concerned about X, Y, Z. So do you want to overcome those? You know. And then you begin to look at mm. the focus of change. So, and change, again, there's a chapter in the book about change, Um, and we can talk about that if you want. That's an important thing that kids understand, that you can't just snap your fingers and have it all go away, like technology makes everything easy.
1: You know, Danny, uh, Kathy was saying how some kids are, they just immediately say, I am the problem, Mm. and I'm sure that I have uh, been guilty of, of pointing that out to my kids. You know, you... You know, the, the you <laughs> language and pointing the finger at them, that really can cause some self-esteem issues. How do you see that in the kids that you interact with?
2: Through those words, John, where they say, I'm stupid or I, I'm so dumb. And it's the assumption that they've, they've made the adults, the parents, the, the exact people they want to be approving of them or to be proud of them. They, they feel like they've disappointed them in hmm. some way or another. And many times it's just that the parent is tired, they're stressed, uh, things are happening at full speed, and all of a sudden they just say something that makes a child feel that way. And the important part here is the filter. What it, what it, how is my child taking me in right now? And when, I, when I've said something in, in, in a moment of frustration, how did they interpret that? And I remember one time entering, coming into the house uh, and I had a lot of deadlines going on and I, I was very focused and my daughter came up very excited to get my attention. And my wife was trying to get my attention about some other things we needed to take care of. And my daughter kept having that bid for my attention, yeah, right? She wanted yeah. that. And I said, Hey, stop. You're creating stress here between mom and I, but it wasn't her. Oh, But in that moment, it was (laughs) me. You were the problem. It was me, right? Yeah. And that—that's all of us as parents, I've seen it in my practice where there have been a lot of misunderstandings over time. And I could tell at the corner of my eye she felt really hurt by that. And then I had to pause for a moment and recognize that and walk over to her and say, you know, this this distresses me. That was the issue. It spilled out. How about we connect here in about two minutes? Let me figure out what's going on with mom and I. And now let's, I I do want to connect with you and you're not the problem. I want you to know that you're not, you're not creating the stress. I was stressed. Yeah. Well, I appreciate (laughs) uh, the self-awareness and the way
1: you handled that. What if she said, no, thanks. I'm done. I'm out of here. Or Or somehow conveyed to you that you, you still hurt me. I'm not interested now.
2: And and I would probably in that moment I would say I completely understand that must have hurt, and uh, if I was in your shoes I would have not that would have not been my favorite moment, and that's okay to say and just say, hey let me know when you want to connect because I'll I'll make sure I'll try I'll try to be as ready as I can because yeah. I love you mm-hmm. very much and reassuring that, uh, it you know being a parent is not an easy thing because it's moment after moment where you're. Having to respond to things that you weren't that weren't weren't supposed to happen, and that was a phrase my daughter brought up uh, early in her life. She had spilled something, noticed that we looked over, and she said, "Dad, that wasn't supposed to happen." <laughs> and that was, uh, I said, "You know what? That's a good thing. I think that happens a lot, right, yeah. in parenting. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, Doctor Cook, um, I, first, thank you, Danny, for those insights, and let me just say, uh, second, that Doctor Cook has a lot of wisdom as well. In her book, Start With the Heart, which we're happy to send to you, uh, if you can uh, just make a gift of any amount, a monthly or one-time gift to focus on the family, our way of saying thank you for joining the support team is to send that book, Start With the Heart, to you uh, for your own use or to pass on to somebody you know. And you can find articles from Dr. Kathy Cook and others at our website, And just also know that if you're facing real difficulties and need a counselor to help kind of sort things out or just get another person's perspective, give us a call and schedule a time for that consultation. Our website and phone number are in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from Jeannie Cunyon about relying on God and not our own strength. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting podcast.